Welcome back to the DeCesare Group Podcast. I'm Jim DeCesare, and I think you're going to find this week's podcast interesting as we discuss the Innovation Campus at Western Kentucky University. It's a dynamic hub of creativity, collaboration, and cutting-edge research that serves as a focal point for innovation, entrepreneurship, and industry partnerships. More details in just a moment on that. I want to remind you that the Cesare Group podcast is an offshoot of our newsletter, Soki Economic Development and Business News. Go to our website, thedecesaregroup.com, and subscribe today or follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Now, in this week's program, I talked with Buddy Steen, Innovation Campus CEO, and Sam Ford, Innovation and Culture Fellow at the Innovation Campus at WKU. It's a thriving ecosystem that cultivates innovation, fosters collaboration, and prepares students for success in the rapidly evolving world. And they work with businesses, not only locally, but international businesses. And with its state-of-the-art facilities, interdisciplinary approach, and strong industry partnerships, the campus is at the forefront of driving economic growth and creating a culture of innovation in the region. You're going to really enjoy this conversation. So let's meet Buddy Steen and Sam Ford. Hey, guys. Thanks for, for being here. It's a, it's an honor to have you here to talk about the uh, innovation campus at WKU. So, Buddy, uh, what exactly is your role? I'm the CEO of the innovation campus um, at WKU. I'm also the president of the WKU Research Foundation. Okay. And um, we, um, at the Innovation Campus, basically is an umbrella. It's an um- umbrella organization. The the What used to be called the, the WKU Center for Research and Development mm-hmm. is now called the Innovation Campus Headquarters. Okay. okay. Right? That also includes uh, space across Campbell Lane at the uh, South Campus facility. Great. That's fantastic. And Sam, what's your role? I'm an innovation and culture fellow at the Innovation Campus and okay. an innovation consultant uh, uh, in general, working with a variety of organizations. All right. So there's there's been a lot of buzz lately. You, you may not hear it, but, you know, people on the street, uh, the Innovation Campus has had a, had a lot of, been in the news a lot lately. I know uh, President Caboni had a a press release out recently so can you and you've kind of touched on this buddy but can you give us a brief history and background of the innovation campus and, and what your mission is oh sure yeah well in 1966 mm-hmm. um this mall was opened okay yeah. 285,000 square foot mall on about 20 acre property and it really was sort of the mecca of economic development you know people came in from all over when i was a child at the time i remember going there when the Greenwood Mall was built, um, that particular, this particular facility, uh, sort of, uh, f- kind of fell apart, you know, right. honestly. And around 2001, it was purchased by WKU, and about 2003, I was brought on to kind of help put that the business model together and kind of bring this thing uh, above ground again. Okay. And um, it was uh, it was a real challenge. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. The ceilings were falling down. The place was in disrepair. It's good bones. It was fantastic. It had good bones. <laughs> great bones and also in a great location. Sure. Right, for, for growth, right? And uh, and so we, we went about that. We brought uh, we first created a place where companies wanted to be, right? That was the mission was to create a place where you, as a CEO, you would want to put your company there. Mm-hmm. And then the, once you get past that, it's a matter of figuring out the finances. How do you bring that thing to a sustainability model? We never went below market rate and never will, okay, because we don't want our investors that are investing around the region sure. to be undercut right. by, by something at the university. And the other thing that a lot of folks don't realize about that facility is it's really about flow. 
you know, at the end of the day, we're a university. We're not a landlord group, you know, trying to bring companies and keep them there. Mm-hmm. We're trying to create infrastructure to recruit them, to grow them, and then retain them. And so the, the early magic was figure out what these tech companies needed so that 20 years ago they wouldn't just move to Nashville because we didn't have the infrastructure. Right. And essentially, that's what we went to do. We put the infrastructure, we put fiber optic, Bowling Green Municipal Utilities put fiber optic connectivity in there. Mm-hmm. you know. And all of a sudden, the HitSense.com, little tiny company that was started there, all of a sudden, it didn't have to move away. Right. right? It could just grow. And they did. Yeah. They, they just grew and grew and grew. And uh, and so uh, and so did um, many of the companies there. Um, I mean, th- uh, like, uh, did did Spartan Garage start there? I'm trying to think. I think they may have. That was yeah. I took a I took a ten year hiatus. Yeah. Um, I, so, but there's been a lot. But you talked yeah. about retention, and there's, yeah. there has been a lot of companies that have started there, but moved out and and have their own location, but they're still here in Bowling Green, Warren County, or South Central Kentucky. Bluegrass, Bluegrass Supply Chain was yeah. one of the very yeah, first yeah. tenants wow. there. It, um, it started with one person and ended up, you know, with many, 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 many. Yeah, I mean, he's, okay. he's from, in from several big, states now. Uh, Vidmonster Productions started there, mm-hmm. you know, so from the big down to the, the the small local businesses, but with all with national markets. Yeah. You know, I think that's what has really set that place apart is focusing on companies that, I mean, every company in a way today is a tech company. The guy at the farmer's market is swiping a card, but we're focused especially on companies that have a national or international market um, coming into that facility because they have the potential to grow and scale really fast. Yeah, and their mission is, it's pretty simple, really. I mean, we're trying to create uh, a more meaningful relationship between WKU and businesses. That's awesome. And, and, you know, we'll reinvent programs. We will transform space, which we're doing in that physical, in a physical way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we want to recruit and retain intellectual capital and develop intellectual capital, people, talent, right? Sure. And that's kind of what it boiled down to. When Sam and I uh, linked up a couple of years ago and started working on programs to leverage and, and the facility and, and build the innovation campus, we really kind of boiled this meaningful relationship with business down to talent because it's 10 times more important than anything else to companies today. Right. 20 years ago when I started, you recruit a company and then you get talent right there to the company. Today, it's up, it's backwards. If you don't have the talent, you're not going to recruit the companies. But if you do have the talent, you can recruit just about any company that you want. Yeah. You can tech companies, whatever, because they, they're starving for that. And that's so Sam and I are working on programs to develop talent, to recruit talent up to Bowling Green and to retain them here, including recruiting companies new and starting companies. Fantastic. So, uh, well, you know, that, that, those are a few of the items that set the innovation campus apart from, I'm sure there, this isn't something new. You're not reinventing the wheel here. You might be putting a new spin on it. No pun intended. Uh, but, um, what makes the innovation campus different from others? And and are there any unique features or programs that make you stand out? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, one of the things that makes us different is that we are not pushing a particular theme. Okay, 
like we're not trying to be a biomedical thing or we're not trying to be a, we're trying to work with emerging technologies, which is very, very broad. Sure. The great thing about that strategy is it evolves with the, with the, with the world, right? So as emerging technologies come up in, let's just say media, okay, or transmedia, that's still very much um, part of what we would do. Okay, or if emerging technologies would become our, with artificial intelligence, and both of those, by the way, are becoming very, very uh, hot topics, you know, at the innovation campus because a lot of those companies are using those technologies. In fact, we Sam and I call it ubiquitous technologies, right? Because <laughs> yeah. they're across, you know storytelling; it goes across all industries. So. Yeah. So you know, I think one of the things about the setup is that the innovation campus is an embraced part of WKU, but is separate from the academic functions and classroom function side of WKU so it's able to draw folks over but whereas it's a, a student economy on campus it's a uh, an innovation and, and and private sector economy at the innovation campus and I think that's one key piece of it it's really focused on helping businesses scale and grow and those include startups but they also include R&D functions mm -hmm. of some pretty big companies. So you've got uh, in this, especially in this innovation campus framework that is just launching now, you've got Holly with their R&D facilities at the innovation campus. Right. You've got a global company called Globe Electric based out of Montreal has their R&D facilities at that campus. Uh, Iconic, Jeremy Jacobs Company, which has spun off multiple companies, serial entrepreneur, have their R&D and light manufacturing facilities there. In addition to these labs that WKU operates that are more applied and industry-facing, right. where university researchers can do work in partnership with and on behalf of private sector clients. And the other differentiating factor is just the scale, the, the size of it. You know, it's a 285,000 square foot mall. Yeah. Jim, I mean, it's it was. Big. It's big. And so, for instance, our accelerator, our physical accelerator program, where some are maybe 5,000 square feet or even 7,000 square feet, this mm. one's 75,000 square feet. Okay. Yeah. So it's able to move the needle. You know, you're able to get traction and kind of keep, keep vacancy, which is a really important part and differentiator to a lot of other programs. We One of the key things for us is to make sure that we always have vacancy because if Jim wanted to start a company tomorrow and he comes to see us we want to be able to walk you to your space today I got okay. you. and say okay. this is where you want to do it right here not put you on a list and wait six months and we don't act like landlords in that we're not trying to lease out all the space right maximize maybe the lease terms we really, while we're not going to under, undercut the market in terms of the lease rate, the lease terms are going to be very friendly, right? Yeah. Because we want you in that space. We want you growing. And then we want you growing up and out into the community, even downtown. Right. We work a lot well, on, on cultural programs with other economic development folks. Buddy, Chambers full partner. Go ahead. Buddy mentioned that 75% uh, is kind of, the, you, we, we can't get to full occupancy. So 75% is the yeah. sort of trigger number I got you. to say we need yeah. to expand. And so when Buddy mentioned earlier that over at the Nicely Conference Center sort of South Campus facility, we've now taken space over there. It's because things are really flowing at the Innovation Campus headquarters. Yeah. We've hit that. It's now flowed across the road. And the goal is to see that flow continue to happen. Well, and, and of course, and it's it's close to you as well, so you don't have to trot all the way downtown yep. or yep. Uh, to Glasgow or some other place. You, you're right there across the street, like yep. Buddy mentioned earlier. Um, so knowing that the innovation campus is, is kind of there for, for businesses, um, 
how do you uh, support and encourage students uh, to pursue entrepreneurship and innovation and be a part of this uh, this uh, venture? Oh, that's a great question. Students are ubiquitous. <laughs> They're everywhere. That's going to be the word of the day, by the way. That is the word of the day. <laughs> it goes across all things. And because we have such short supply of time and energy, mm-hmm. we try to apply it to things that do kind of cross multiple things, and students really do. You can, you can see uh, six student interns from engineering working at Globe Electric, okay, or you can see uh, in our collaborative smart space not emerging nine think tanks all of which have student participation. In fact, the students are paid to be in those think tanks. The companies hire them. They hire the graduates. A lot of the companies are started by graduates. You know, we've got m- multiple of those. So that they're involved uh, extensively. And, and the entrepreneurial side, interestingly enough, they come from m- m- disciplines that you might not always think. They, they come from engineering. They come from the media. They come from the, right. you know, the, 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 those places, and they're all over the place. I, well, I think, I, you know, I think most people uh, have an idea of some startup in the back of their mind, and they could be from any of the colleges, uh, mm-hmm. and they could be studying any major, you know. Uh, a history major might want to say, I want to open an art shop that features, you know, Roman ruins or whatever, you know. Uh, so I, I I believe that and I get that. Is there a requirement, and I'm jumping off script here just a little bit, um, for your tenants to utilize WKU students or is that kind of optional? No, um, we don't put any requirements. Just okay. to, in, in fact, even the laboratories that are there, we have microscopy labs or 75,000 square feet of university lab space. And as Sam said, it's kind of public facing. There's, you can purchase services. But we've never required a business to do any of those things, including we don't require them programmatically to necessarily be involved. However, we're highly selective of the companies and the folks that are there. Right. Got you. We, we want those companies. And, and most of the time, nine out of 10 times, I would say, if we want that company to locate, we get them. And, and the companies yep. that, that are a good fit there are often contributing to the ecosystem sure. for their own. Sure. You know, their own self-interested reasons. Well, yeah, because they're they have that idea in the back of their head somewhere. Uh, absolutely. And but one, one program that is just in the process of launching is called the Buckman Prize. Mm-hmm. And it is aimed at student entrepreneurs who are at WKU and helps cover some of the legal and other costs for getting that business started. Yeah, because, you right. know. It, it, everybody's got an idea, but then you got to get to the admin side of it. Yep. And, <laughs> and, and we mentioned talent. You yeah. know, that, that's where the development of talent lies, right? That sure. WKU is fantastic at developing talent. We have a four-year engineering program. We have one of the best media groups in the world, Folk Studies. And so folks are really interested oftentimes in the innovation campus because they know that that talent and that that pipeline of talents there and then the things that we've kind of synthesized are programs that even make that more available world-class talent available really on demand immediately we can talk about that in a minute sure um so you you, we talked about some of the some of your tenants 
Uh, tell us about some of the partnerships, collaborations formed with local businesses, industries, or even government organizations other than WKU. Sure. Yeah, well, when we opened the Collaborative Smart Space, okay. Yeah, well, well let's Go say ahead. a word about that. Yep. The Collaborative Smart Space is one of the newest programs, and it's in soft mm-hmm. launch phase now. Right. So your listeners are looking for this could be a solution for some of them. Right. It is a 30,000 square foot um, collaborative workspace. 24-7 access membership model. So you get a key card, has its own entrance. You can come in and out anytime, um, and it is a monthly membership fee. But it is meant to be a space that folks can come from and work when, you know, a lot of them may work at home, a lot of them may be in Bowling Green part of the time, elsewhere part of the time, or solopreneurs yeah. that just want a place to go. But the rule of the place, back to the collaborative part, mm-hmm. It's, again, highly selective. It's not here's the cost and anybody who wants to can sign up. It's what kind of work do you do and are you willing to be collaborative, share what you're working on with the folks next to you. So it's an environment where there are companies like Envision AESC, whose leadership team is working from there right now, planning the largest economic development project in Bowling Green history. And that's second in the state. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, all, all the way to the Habitat for Humanity leadership works out of that space. And they're trying to figure out some of the housing questions that come along with Bowling Green's growth sure. in an innovative way. All the way to there's a partnership we currently have going uh, that city and county, so Bowling Green and Warren County, uh, and WKU and U of L have partnered together with an EDA grant to launch this. Um, it's called uh, a workforce innovation, workforce participation, innovation lab. Uh-huh. Uh, how do we look at some of the workforce participation challenges we have here? The, there's a young WKU grad, Josh, who's running that lab. He's working closely with the South Central Workforce Development Board. We've had John Sowards on the program. So. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. and, and just looking at. Uh, innovative pilot projects we can try Mm -hmm. to solve different aspects of that problem. So it's R&D. The R side is working closely with John and the Workforce Development Board on what are some of the barriers to participation. The D is our side that let's try stuff. Let's pilot and develop new potential programs. We've got one that I'm especially excited about. That's called the Co-Create Talent Database. Mm -hmm. The idea behind the Co-Create Talent Database is simple. If you would love to live here and aren't currently, um, put your resume in the database and we'll start looking at the opportunities that keep popping up here at record numbers and find ways to get folks who want to be here opportunities to come. Okay. Those could be people who fell in love with the area. They could be WKU grads, but we expect a lot of them will be diaspora of the area. Kentucky led the nation in brain drain for the last 50 years. We've educated a lot of folks into job opportunities that we didn't have the opportunities here for, and they left elsewhere, not because they didn't like Kentucky, but because they had to go where their career took them. Sure. And now we're seeing a lot of economic development in sectors we didn't traditionally have. How do we give opportunities to get those folks back? Okay. Yeah, and, and the opportunities are things that you might not expect. I mean, these are uh, advanced artificial intelligence companies that are coming. They're, they're um, immersive experience technology companies that are coming. There's, there's folks that are in that collaborative smart space right now that are subject matter experts in everything from cyber defense to transmedia, you know. Mm-hmm. And the reason that database is so important is 25 years, for 25 years, people like Sam, have gone to WKU, then MIT, then 
worked at Man in Manhattan out and about, and yet he chose to come back. Okay, there are thousands and thousands of people like like him that are out there. That when we get it, them in our confidential database, that's important. It's very different. It's not a job board. It's not a. I got this you. is an agreement under dis non disclosure of people that are meaningfully employed, very talented people that would like to come back here. And we, Sam and I, are working with Ron Bunch and the Chamber and, and Christian. Yeah. Um, we are we are working to actively pursue the types of companies and the types of opportunities for them. This also includes investors. There's investors that are going in the database that want to come here, come back here, and actually invest in some of the things that are going on. So, very very powerful economic development program. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and, and I'd say, Jim, that there are some people who listen to your podcast who may fall into that boat. They're not here currently, and they'd love to. And even more who have somebody in their network who they'd love to see back yeah. uh, who could go put their resume in that database, which is co-create-ic.com. <laughs> there you go. We'll put, <laughs> we'll put that in the notes. All right. right. So we'll put a link to it. Perfect. So do you, are you going to add something to that, buddy? No, I just uh, think you it's... You want to it, make sure you got the website out. You want to make sure you got the website in there. Thank you, Sam. And, and the other thing, just, just so you know, um, it's that we haven't even really started pushing that database and and the website we're going to hear more about it and we've got folks in there from all over the world some of people are just really they're local but they're underemployed yeah right they're oh, talented yeah. people but they're just underemployed they never wanted to leave some people have left they want to come back some people thought that the program was so cool that they just wanted to be a part of a community they're overseas and they were coming to the united states they can't they would come here yeah, to be to be back here and have. That's awesome, and yeah. it, you know what a great way to get get some of those people back that that have left us because, um, you, you know I know and you know and and I'm not going to get into to a long list of people, but that, you know I know people that have gone to work for IBM, yep. that have gone to work for Coca Cola in I mean in C suite positions, yep. and uh, we'd love to get those folks back here, and uh, I think there's there's great opportunities here and. And we have taught, you know, one of the things on this podcast that, that I have, you know, and this is our eighth episode. So I think in the other seven, at some point, I bring up that, you know, we are just, we have the, the perfect mix right here in Bowling Green and South Central Kentucky when it comes to the things that we can do and provide and the opportunities that we offer uh, to businesses and individuals, you know, with the university, with our uh, technical college system, you know, with our financial institutions, you know, we have we have the blue collar sector, we have the white collar sector, all those things create great opportunity. And, and we, you know, you talked about housing earlier. And, you know, we do have a housing issue. And that's why you see so many apartments going up. That's why you see so many houses going up. Because the opportunities are here, we're growing. And uh, I was at an event the other day with uh, the chamber president, Ron Bunch, who you mentioned, and also Christian Howard, who heads up the, their economic development efforts. But, you know, they, they, they were telling us that, you know, you all have like 20 innovation projects, uh, you know, sitting out there that, that are looking. And, uh, you know, uh, MyRx, one of the newest ones that's just yep. come to the innovation campus. And, you know, so there's, there's lots of great opportunities. And, uh, Absolutely, and and uh, one of the things we have here, as you say, is a, a community that is has gotten used to growing fast. Bowling yeah. Green has grown 
one and a half to two percent minimum a year i think the stat i heard is since 1990. yeah so it's a community that's gotten used to fast growth that's now accelerating even more we're sitting next to i think it was named the fifth fastest growing city in the united states nashville mm -hmm. and so we've got our own trajectory of growth then hyper fueled yeah by one of the fastest growing metros in the country uh you know doug gorman to the judge executive told me recently you know the original projections was we're warren county set to grow by the another city of bowling green mm -hmm. in the next two decades or so yeah i suspect some of the things that are going on right right now could accelerate that number even further that might be a conservative projection and so how do we uh that could either happen to us or it could happen for us Right. And I want it to happen for us, but that requires vision, proactive work at a local level. And, and we've got a lot of opportunity because we're surrounded by very developable land, right? There's a lot of chance for growth in this region. Sure. We want it to be the kind of growth we want to see. Uh, we want it to be those opportunities that could bring those folks back who want to come and we keep our kids and grandkids here uh, with the jobs we'd want them to have. Yeah, and, and you know, real quick, I saw an article last week that uh, as far as economic development is concerned and growth in our economy, uh, Kentucky moved up five spots to 18th. So that, that those numbers just uh, come out recently. The Bowling Green Area Chamber of Commerce and, and the economic development team there uh, recently awarded, you know, top 20 in the country yep. for economic mm -hmm. development. So, you know, and, and as you, it's all about brain power at times and, and all those industries, they aren't fact, you know, they aren't those old smokestack factories anymore. I mean, everybody knows that now they're high tech oh. and they need the services you provide. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll say we have one other thing as a comparative advantage. A lot of places don't have. And that is a very aligned ecosystem of leadership. Yes. At the county level, at the city level, with the chamber, at the university. State right, level. At, gotta, right now, gotta mention those guys. Level, <laughs> right now, we have uh, a set of folks who are really collaborative, who think about trying things differently, uh, and who want to co-invest and work together on important projects. And I'll include that as well. Uh, we've, we've just been working with the chamber and now are gathering monthly with the city school superintendent, county school superintendent, leadership of WKU and Sky CTC, the community and technical college, the Gatton Academy, mm -hmm. all in a room committing to doing so every month to set together and talk about the workforce needs of the present and near future and how we're building skills and, and, and uh, to attract these kinds of companies. Yeah, and let's not understate this because 20 years ago, you know, I've seen where things can kind of get, un, you know, out of alignment naturally, just naturally. Yeah. It's no one's fault. And, and it, we got it back together. And then, but now I honestly believe it's the most aligned community that I've ever experienced. And when we bring folks in from outside and they they feel that alignment, it makes a huge difference. I mean, they they just want to be in. Yeah. All of these parties. Well, I, and I can speak to that a little bit. You know, my 14 years in the legislature, uh, you, you know, you have 100 state representatives and 38 state senators up there. And I'm with, they are all, the, all the ones that aren't from this, this area, from, you know, our 10-county area. Uh, they they're all envious of what's happening down here, not because of, uh, you know, not only because of the economic growth that we're having, but because of how all of our leadership 
uh, you know, whether it's through the school systems, the universities, or your elected leaders, everybody's on the same page. And it's kind of, it's almost a requirement. If you're going to run for office, you're going to be on the same page. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, 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 we may have political differences, but when it comes to taking care and growing our economy, because, you know, that's how you, that's how you have a good way of life, right? Uh, that's a, right. A, a great place to live, work, and raise a family. It absolutely is. And, and you, met, you ask about the Innovation Campus and some of the differentiating factors. Mm-hmm. This is one of them. That full partnership with Ron Bunch Chamber and Christian Howard, that is a daily interaction. I mean, we are full partners in the economic well, development I've process. Heard, I've heard Ron mention yeah. you all more yeah. than I probably want to know. And you touched on something I just want to put a fine point on. Sure. Uh, economic standard of living, economic development, everybody understands. Cultural standard of living, cultural development is as or more important for retaining talent as straight GDP numbers. Sure, and embracing embracing cultures. Absolutely. (laughs) If you have a place that talented people want to live, and one of the unique things in Bowling Green for the size of this community with the university, with the international businesses that are here, with many of our immigrant and refugee communities Mm -hmm. who are industrious, hardworking, entrepreneurial, we have created an environment here where I think it sent the message. Somebody said this to me recently. It was Johnny Webb, the former mayor yeah. and entrepreneur here. Is This is a place that you can move into. You don't have to be from here. You can move here. And if you're hardworking and industrious and collaborative, you can build something. Yeah, and you know that that aligned ecosystem and this really com- this real commitment to cultural standard of living. We want this to be a place that talented people want to live and people can contribute to that culture. Yep. Yeah, and the collaborative smart space. This is no joke. The creative artistic professionals are the ones that we make that space for. While we have systems architects and software engineers and all the techies and better computer systems people like me in there doing work and collaborating and doing things, the creative artistic professionals are the, I would call it, the top of the aspirational food chain for workforce. Mm-hmm. And once those folks want to be there, you get all the other folks. And, and we want that mass of our creative artistic professionals to create a membership that can be represented for art park developments and things like that for investments you know, from the community. It's not a build it, they will come. It's a, hey, build it because we're here. You know, that's, <laughs> yeah, our, we're that's right. right. Right? Yeah. 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 Hey, uh, before we get out of here, uh, t- talk to us real briefly about some of the future goals and plans for the campus and any upcoming projects or initiatives that you're particularly excited about. You've told us about one. It's kind of underway, but it's going to, Get some noise, more noise about it, but what what we got going on in the future? What's your plans? What's well, there's happening? a lot. There's a lot going on. I mean, one thing we're doing is what we're uh, we're hiring an event manager. We're going to be creating a destination worthy event program. Okay, okay. so we're going to have multi. You're going to start seeing multiple very curious and and uh, neat uh, events happening there. We've got um, some some uh, commercial projects that we're going to put in place. We we want a destination worthy strip mall there on their Campbell Lane side. We mm-hmm. want to, this would be a restaurant that's something like the Bluebird meets Mas Tacos, you know, something oh, like that. Yeah, right in Bowling Green, right? <laughs> and then some other destination worthy retail there. Um, you're going to see the, you're going to see the inside of our facility go from 
it's kind of like LaGuardia Airport. It's, it's right? institutional. Yeah, it's institutional. <laughs> it's a little blank there, but but you're going to see a lot of artful, a lot of uh, a lot of um, performance, you know, and and th that sort of thing, storytelling okay. things in, in associated with that. You, you mentioned um, the kind of the ways so many of our already core industrial sectors are growing. I just want to mention one entity that I'm working with that's housed at the Innovation Campus. It's called the Metals Innovation Initiative. And we're going to have them on later this, uh, probably in the fall. We're, we're in talks with them to mm -hmm. get them uh, on the program. Fantastic. That is eight metals companies came together to found this group. It's a 501c3 nonprofit, but focused on industry executive-led innovation projects the, not the, the metal lead <laughs> leadership lead but that leader yeah and that leadership is coming together it's aluminum companies stainless steel copper from around the state and yes. we have all those in the region. Yep. Mm -hmm. We have yep. copper. We have That's aluminum. Right. We have steel. I yep. mean, they're here. And it, yep. But it is happening with economic support from the state government and with the full participation of WKU, UofL, UK, other university partners. Uh, EKU has gotten involved most recently with groups like the Bowling Green Chamber and GLI and mm -hmm. Commerce Lexington. It's really focused on how do you bring the whole ecosystem together, KSTC, uh, building programs that can help accelerate one of Kentucky's comparative advantage industries and, and solve some of the challenges and uh, accelerate some of the opportunities that industry has before it. Yeah, that's awesome. So I, I'm looking forward to that conversation later. Uh, but if, that's a kind of a teaser, but we, we, we're in talks to do that sometime in early fall. Well, and just I'll mention real briefly two other programs sure. that we have launched here. One is a partnership. Uh, both are ex uh, organized through a nonprofit that I'm involved with called Accelerate Kentucky. Mm -hmm. uh, one is a partnership with a group at MIT called the Open Documentary Lab. They have, it's a lab in Cambridge, Massachusetts. They have their first ever virtual fellow position that is going to be a, a permanent Kentucky-based position. Okay. WKU's in partnership with. They have their first fellow selected. It's a gentleman named Lamont Jack Purley. All right. He is a New York Blues Hall of Fame musician who moved his whole family here in the height of COVID from the Bronx and has put down roots in Bowling Green. What's he play? here. He uh, plays a variety of, of, of musical instruments, and also he, he focuses on, he's called the African-American Folklorist. Okay. And he has created a whole set of magazine, cultural heritage preservation. He's involved in Logan County and a Black Bottom Festival that mm -hmm. they're doing uh, here in event. August, yeah. and he's, in, he's at the center of that. Uh, we also have launched with the University of Southern California, a civic imagination incubator for storytellers. We've got six folks going through that, but it's people at USC who are working on things like how to build story worlds with the Hollywood types. Yeah. Saying, how do you take people who are building stories set in this part of the country and give them tools, ways of thinking, connection to tell their stories? Uh, so we, that those programs we expect to really be developing. They're both in pilot phase right now. Okay. Uh, with some so when Buddy says we're working with partners, there's partners in the region, but we're trying to attract world-class partners uh, from around the world. And those folks work in the collaborative smart space at the Innovation Campus at WKU. How about so what that? a great place hey. to, to be. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, guys, thank you for being here. 
Thank you, Jim. Appreciate it, you having it, us. Yeah, this yeah, is this has been fun hearing about this. So, uh, Buddy Steen, Sam Ford, look forward to seeing you again soon. And uh, I want to have you on again uh, some other time when when you got other things going on. Okay. All right. Sounds well, great. I look forward to it. We've got a lot more things we could talk about it, but that's a whole other Jim DeCesare show. There you go. The <laughs> DeCesare Group Podcast. It can't, it can't just be the Jim DeCesare show. Hey, thanks, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. That was some great information, and I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Buddy Steen and Sam Ford from the Innovation Campus at WKU. Now, next week on the DeCesare Group Podcast, I'll have cybersecurity expert Art McFadden on the program, and we're going to discuss the importance of cybersecurity in your business and in your personal and professional life. So I hope you can join us. The DeCesare Group Podcast goes hand-in-hand hand with our newsletter, Soki Economic Development and Business News. You can subscribe on our website, thedeceseregroup.com, or follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Today's program is produced by the DeCesare Group, the man behind the swing scenes, Twisting the knobs and engineering our program is Sir Talks a Lot, Justin DeCesare, and content contributions from Brooke Mattingly and Amy DeCesare. Download the DeCesare Group podcast on your favorite podcasting platform to hear from industry leaders, business owners, and experts about the latest economic development and business activities in South Central Kentucky. I'm Jim DeCesare. Have a great week.